I don't know what to say. Often, it's nice to have a little bit of time to think on yourself and uh, some silence, which I know I don't get enough of. So here's just a little minute, uh, you know, you can have for yourself if you need it. Hey, enjoy the show. So I got a couple of issues right off the bat here. Now, one, uh, I should probably know what Thousand Eyes is. One A on my issues. Now that I'm saying that out loud, that is one of the most inventive company names in the tech world that I've come across recently, right? It's got all the vowels. They did drop out of space. They've got some... uh... Now, now, are we supposed to call that uh, camel case or studly caps? Probably nowadays we call it camel cases, or is that, that I feel like both of those could be problematic. <laughs> I th- I don't know. I'm still using camel cases. Okay, camel was there, case. Was, okay. was there a, a memo on that, or are no, we not allowed to do it? Okay, good, good. Okay, so camel case. Now, thousand eyes. That is a good. Uh, how many eyes? I, I've been reading the second book of the Percy Jackson stuff. I was to my about son. to say this is yeah, like some Greek mythology stuff. Yeah, my kids read those. Too. I forget yeah. that. I forget that dude's name. But I, I originally, my, my stepsister, uh, or I should say my sister, Lori, she had this Greek mythology book that was, did y'all ever have the one that was like a, um, like a, a American, Hamilton. yes, the American paper one with the illustrations. <laughs> no, I didn't have that. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, anyways. No, I had that. Yes. Wouldn't Greek, it, wouldn't Greek it be Greek great mythology. if, uh, after Cisco buys Thousand Eyes, I bet they called the project, Project Peacock. That's what I'm thinking. They probably got some oh. sophisticated corp dev people who are working on that account. Man, they should put you in charge. You should go work at Cisco. I know. Can you imagine <laughs> if if I was like if I was like in charge of M and A at places? That would be that would be very stressful. I don't See, know. See, I'd put probably up with that. I'd probably I'd probably attach companies together for like maximum w- WTF, right? It'd be like, mm. <laughs> why why I mean, you know. Maybe we could put Cisco with some sort of consumer products. Um, uh-huh. uh-huh. <laughs> we could put VMware with mobile phone stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, yeah. Wait, all these things have happened. Um, well, you know, you know, they do. They do call it. Uh, I think. I think. Thankfully, they call it the string of pearls. Now you could come up with some sort of more like yard art version. I don't know. Maybe like what would be the equivalent of a string of pearls of a bunch of junk? You know, found, <laughs> found objects. Is is that an acquisition strategy? Leftovers. <laughs> the leftovers. Uh, that's right. Lunch lady meatloaf. That's right. <laughs> school, the big, school kid uh, project. The big rolling Jap- Japanese video game where they just roll around and collect up things. Oh, yeah. Is that still a thing? 
I don't think it's still a thing, but you know what huh. I'm talking about. I just can't yeah, remember the name. Yeah, yeah. My 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 son and wife and daughter started playing the uh, the Animal Crossing, and um, I don't know. It looks like another game I don't want to get involved in. Right? It's it's like just a lot of work uh, to do. Which, but it does have a good soundtrack. And I was thinking I need to like. There's some some long posts in YouTube. Do they call them posts in YouTube? There, there's some YouTube uploads that are like uh, basically like the day music and the evening music. And boy, they really are calming. And they're kind of like they're one of the uh, the genres of music that I like, which is I don't know. You could call it like uh, like elevator chic. Like it's very like maybe not even chic because chic kind of has a, a sharp tone to it, a sharp feel to it. Whereas like I think the Animal Crossing background music is more like oh, I don't even know how to describe it. It's almost like like really chilled out Herb Alpert and with, with some ukulele maybe, but it it is nice. Now, now back to the thousands eyes thing. Now I love, I love a good write up, uh, especially from a CNBC of, uh, of, of a deal that happened. And I was, I was scanning through this because uh, as I was saying before we were recording, I don't really know what a thousands eyes is as always. My assumption when I don't know what some tech company is, it usually is a security company. So that was my first question. Um, but I don't think it is. It looks like it's some kind of monitoring company. Hopefully they've been using the word observability in their PDFs recently, but I was reading through this and there's a whole paragraph about which, uh, like what's the word if you don't say WebEx, which, uh, which video conferencing service they used to do the deal. And I was thinking, how did that get in there? That is that is a uh, that's a long paragraph <laughs> of, about this small detail. Yes, like, don't forget about though, us. You you know how this went down. Like they're going to announce the uh, announce the merger or the acquisition in this case, and then there was the meeting. It was like, well, we should try to tie it into current events. A lot of people are quarantined. A lot of news about Zoom. And so, you know, you, somebody said, well, you know, what we should do is we should talk about how the WebEx technology allowed us to do due diligence mm. uh, over, you know, to help complete the acquisition because they felt like, well, this will be perfect because the writers and in this case, I would think the writer took it. They took the bait. They're like, OK, this will give them another news hook to write about the acquisition to work in the WebEx stuff, because uh, I think I would have loved to have been um, on the um, in the room with the new the CEO of Thousand Eyes, who was being acquired, I guess Mohit Lad, when this quote was sent to him, right? Because here he is, culmination of all this work, and they're like, <laughs> "Yeah, we need you." <laughs> you no, know, it's kind of like welcome to corporate America. Before yeah, we give yeah. you all this money, and we congratulate you on your years and decades potential of work, and you know, uh, uh, if you will, achieving a lifelong dream of co-founding a company and selling it, the, the last thing that we need you to do is, can you say that you use WebEx and it was really important to, to part of this acquisition? Mm. And, <laughs> okay. I mean, you like, could see what? that going down. Like, fine, He's put like, it in. Are we done yet? Can, can we get this finished? Can you, can you say something nice about iOS while you're at it? Maybe about how we couldn't have done it without the, the speed of, of high... <clears throat> without the ability of high speed networking, come on! Yeah. Wow, throw, 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 you, wonder, you wonder what? Maybe he rejected. Did they try to sneak just like an arbitrary <laughs> router quote in? And he's like, "No." He's like, "No." <laughs> I, the line. I'm not. I'm not getting in there. I'm not going to talk about how easy it is to set up firewall rules in the new Cisco firewalls. Like, no, that's that's gone too far. I'm drawing the line. 
Yeah. All, um, all right. You know, I, I was, as, as I am told by many people, uh, close to me and far from me, uh, I don't, it's hard for me to pay attention to details. And I, in, in my skimming, I totally skipped over the, the crucial phrase, Cisco's WebEx. I see. I get confused because I like, like Citrix used to own the go to own the go to stuff, and that they sold that to someone else. Wasn't it like log me in or something like that? So I always assumed that like WebEx, I conflate together go to meeting and WebEx, and uh, I forget that WebEx is still uh, attached to Cisco. That's still, still the uh, hmm. and log me in acquires the Citrix go to meeting. So that was that was sold off for one point eight billion dollars. So there you go. Nice. A little, what yeah. year was that in Brandon? Uh, 2016. Oh, so 2016. So Should have waited until 2020. Oh. They told so soon. Oh. Yeah, they've only... You know, I sometimes There's... I sometimes think, can you imagine being like... Uh, well, let me zero in on a founder, meaning you've got this huge amount of equity. And like you're just waiting and waiting and waiting for a cash out, right? Like I, I often think of like some of the uh, the startups that, that I would cover when I was at Redmonk or other analyst firms. And you're just like... You're just kind of like sitting there waiting. So, for example, right? Like if you were at a uh, a uh, a go to meeting, I guess there was no cash out at that point, really. But like you know, we're just going to wait four more years before we get acquired by someone. I guess infamously, wasn't it that uh, Facebook passed on like a billion dollar offer from Microsoft or something like that, and then uh, that worked out for them? But I think that that you know we haven't brought this up recently, but that's I think what you call the halo effect. Just like you assume that just the success determines uh, how everyone should operate. But all right. So anyways, well, it's good to know that in WebEx, you can uh, split off into rooms where people can talk independently. Also good to know for people who are in the corp dev world that uh, apparently WebEx uh, is a secure enough place to have your uh, your discussions about your M&A deals, your clean rooms, your whatnots. I always wonder, like... As I say every now and then, back back when I would work on MA things, you would have to use these uh, online clean rooms to share files, and boy, they were all terrible. Like they <laughs> they they were like if you have ever, I don't know if this is like you know something that that people do very much, but sometimes you work with maybe like a tax accountant, and they send you this uh, secure file upload thing, and you log uh, into the system, and you're just like yes. I I I don't know what this is like. It's not in Swing or Flash, so at least I have that. But there's something strange happening here. And and I, I don't know. That's what all of those secure rooms were like, except they were, I think, in Flash. <laughs> However, <laughs> what is Thousand Eyes? I don't know. Well, I think Thousand Eyes. First of all, we got to give them a lot of credit. And we were just kind of joking about it. But they you know, got it acquired here for around a, a billion dollars. It looks like all in, at least this article says, they've raised a total of $110 million. So let's just... Round numbers, they, they did the mythical thing that everyone's trying to do is they, you know, they returned 10 times the VC money. So one, nothing but congratulations to them. Two, I, I kind of put them in. This is uh, to me and maybe for uh, all of us here, it's uh, it's kind of a callback to uh, the old uh, website monitoring, website experience, transaction monitoring, e-commerce monitoring. So, you know, they've they've taken uh I don't know, the tried and true problem of like, is my site up and working correctly? And they have parlayed it into a, a huge acquisition. So um, one, I just say congratulations to them. And I do think, you know, I was looking up um, 
back when I was somewhat involved in this world, there was a company called Keynote Systems that did something similar. Mm. And I was just trying to see where they ended up. And so Dynatrace bought them back in 2015. But they go all the way back to 2001. And then uh, there's a product we all sort of worked on a little bit called Sight Angel. BMC picked up. And then there was uh, Freshwater that got bought by Mercury Interactive, which got turned into something else. So oh, yeah. it's, uh, this is one of these worlds where you know, it's uh, it reminds me like all monitoring. I guess this website end user monitoring is just a subset of monitoring, and it seems like every few years, somebody makes it out, right? Like you say to yourself, "Nope, I'm pretty sure this problem's been solved," and then somebody gets bought for a billion dollars. You're like, "I guess not." I, re- I, guess I, it, it's, uh, I remember there were a couple of quarters, Brandon, where I think you were freaked out about fresh water. Maybe you weren't freaked oh, out, yeah, but yeah, you were you were communicating that this was something to be freaking out about. Yeah, That's, this. I mean, this is sightseer. I mean, no one knows this stuff anymore. Freshwater sightseer. That was a, mm, that was their mm. SaaS offering. I was absolutely freaked out and Kino. Yeah, I'm remembering stuff. now. Yeah, I think at one point you were like, Kote, you go to this web page and you sign up for it and look at this. It just works. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's huh. true. Huh? Yeah, yeah. So, so, there is a. Uh, I forgot that they they bought App Dynamics for a a ton of money. That is, yeah, uh, huh. over three billion. Wow. So, no, that is, that is good. So, that that's a nice return, like a ten x sort of return. Fantastic on uh, their their investors there. Huh. Well, in Cisco, I mean, I don't know if it's quiet by any means, but like they really have. When you look back at all these acquisitions, I mean, they. Uh, I don't know. I, I always think of them as first networking gear, but I mean, they have quite a significant software SaaS portfolio at this point. So, yeah, I guess they're just following like the rest of us, you know, following the trends. But it, you know, it's sort of like it, just, it does. It didn't happen overnight, but it kind of feels like it sneaks up on you. Like, oh wow, like this is an incredibly large software company or SaaS company at this point. I think I'll have to I'll have to go try to find this, but I think I wrote some report when I was either at four or five one or Red Monk about how. Uh, Cisco had the potential to be like a, a software company, like how, how they were building out that portfolio. And I remember, I do remember, did I, I, I don't think I put this in my, uh, my little collection of register columns, but I did write one like medium post that was like, if you want to be a software company, here's some things you should know about like, you know, acquiring things and becoming a software company. And I think it was keyed off of like some Cisco acquisition, but I don't know, well, Kote, but let's on your M and A front. So they own App Dynamics uh-huh. now. It's been around for a while. Duo Security for your, you know, obviously your two FA and other security needs. They got that. Now they got Thousand Eyes. It's like all of those. You know, I think it, to your uh, some earlier comments you made in previous podcasts. So I think they're doing the old string of pearls, right? They're putting together what look like high quality companies with good products. But I, I don't know. I mean, like, do they? As I kind of look back at it, I'm like. Do they, are there natural synergies here? Like, are they that much stronger together? Like, all of these seem mm. like they were pretty strong independently. Like, I've struggled to like make the case that, oh yeah, all of this being together is significantly better for the end user or the customers buying it. What am I missing? Yeah, well, let 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 me disclaim and deflect slightly to generalize it because I don't really know Cisco's like financials and their business, right? I only know like the, uh, the stereotypical reputation or whatever, but it is, uh, it's hard for a hardware company to add on software in a way that is, what would be the word? 
integrative <laughs> where 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 you have one unit right like this this is one of those things that like even now that i'm thinking about it like seems like uh bogus i've rediscovered the word heinous which is a fun word to use every <laughs> now that i'm trying to introduce that to my kids but you know th this idea just doesn't seem it seems too simplistic but like it's hard for a company to like change the core of what it is Right. And there's only a few tech companies that have actually like added on completely different product lines to it. Right. And the first one that comes to mind is like Microsoft, right? Where like you have a company that will sell you a database, a serverless infrastructure, a Kubernetes thing, and also an Xbox. Right. And, and yeah. like, <laughs> and I'll like, take the last one first. Yeah. yeah, yeah. On. And, and, and then also like, you know, a word processor and this, that, you know, like, so Microsoft, they can do it. Right. Like, like, and sometimes oh. they have, you, sometimes you get a Zune and it's a little weird, but like, you know, they, they sort of like figure things out. And then also like another one that, you know, uh, speaking of like, you know, we kid, but everything's cool, like an Oracle, right? So Oracle has a database and they also have like a shit ton of ERP things, right? So they have a whole lot of things that like, I don't know, if you want to like bend over backwards and do some sort of Cirque du Soleil pretzel acrobatics, you can be like, I don't know, ERP systems are just a UI layer for databases and blah, blah, blah. But like, ah. Like a data, like an ERP system is a completely different thing than like a database. And so that company can tie things together. But I, but, yeah, I mean, I, I go ahead. Oh, oh, right, right, right. But, but it's sort of, it's sort of like, I think outside of those cases and maybe others, like generally what you see is the company, if, if a company wants to expand into other markets, they have to like hold, they have to be more of a holding company than sort of like making it like now we're all this, this one thing, right? Like we all integrate together and the whole story makes sense just because like, I don't know, it, it usually doesn't make sense. Like you've got mm -hmm. separate product lines and, se and separate people that you're selling to separate problems that you're solving. And so as long as you kind of like keep those things separate it usually works out. And then, and then the last thing, I think the problem becomes that when you do like the business case for an acquisition, a lot of the return on your investment uh, comes from eliminating expenses from the acquired company, which is to say you're trying to integrate and make that company just part of the organization that you have which then like means you're integrating the companies together and like you kind of lose some of the uniqueness and, and like, I don't know, you lose what that company has and, and Whoa. you try to merge things together and, and there's a high risk that things get kind of funny instead of keeping yeah. them uh, apart. I mean, I, ideally the, the acquisition just didn't have access to enough um, sales opportunities. Yeah, yeah. And, and, you know, they tuck in neatly and your salespeople are ready to talk about that new thing. I think at least, you know, what we've seen uh, in most enterprises trying to make this transition from, you know, what they used to do to what they're trying to do now is, you know, as, as they're straddling both worlds, uh, the salespeople, you know, <clears throat> for, first the marketing people have to come up with the, the coherent messaging of, you know, hey, when you talk to this lead, first you're going to talk about routers and next you're going to talk about network monitoring. I'm like, okay, mm. I kind of, I could put those together. You know, your marketing, your, um, 
you know, your your sales operations, they're going to like make sure that they've got, you know, a coherent story to tell. Because if you leave it to the salespeople, they'll be like, screw that network monitoring. I got hardware to sell. Right. <laughs> and and, you know, as, as they make this transition, probably the churn rate for salespeople goes up as, you know, they're not equipped for the new messaging or, you know, they're the old school guys who, you know, they want to sell, you know, Cisco is probably still selling us a ton of uh, hardware you know, the integrated, you know, hardware stacks that they have. But when that message is too diverse, the salespeople will kind of push back harder, right? They'll be like, yeah, nah, I can sell this stuff and keep selling this. And, you know, your new acquisition, I don't care enough. And, you know, I'm not going to name names, but I've seen other enterprise software companies make acquisitions where, you know, their their bread and butter is, 80% 80% of selling, you know, one product and, you know, the new hotness comes in and it gets ignored. And, mm-hmm. you know, um, and you see it again and again. And, and so like mm-hmm. probably, probably Cisco has some people who have made that transition, but you know, maybe the margins aren't as good. Maybe it's easier to sell, you know, $5 million worth of switches than it is to sell $5 million worth of network monitoring. Um, and, and so replacing that, you know, there's probably been a plateauing of of network hardware. Uh, yeah, projecting and guessing. <laughs> so we'll we'll see how that goes. You know, obviously they're looking for a strategy to replace the hardware uh, dimensions, but uh, man, it's hard to sell a lot of yeah. a lot of monitoring. Right, right, and a and, billion and, dollars worth. And like again, I don't know the specifics of Cisco and and things like that. I'm just going to speak in generalities here. But like, I think, I mean, I think, I think you hit on it, like. You alluded to like the only, not the only, but the most important lesson like I learned about M&A is like if you're going to acquire a company, the the thesis, the theory of your acquisition must be that there is something that I have as the acquirer that this company does not have that once it becomes part of me, I, I give it to that company or I use it. And that company like has all of this other revenue opportunity that it, it didn't have previously. Right. Right. And so like, if that doesn't exist, then I mean, there's there's another like acquisition strategy, which is like um, basically to shut down a company, the the tinfoil hat <laughs> acquisition, which is is like totally that fine. Make sense. Yeah, yeah, for Cisco to be like, I hate network monitoring. Shut oh, yeah, it all yeah. down. <laughs> no, no, no. I, again, I'm just speaking about general things here, right? And then there's also the uh, the infamous aqua hire thing or whatever, which which yeah, is yeah, which yeah. is fine. But like it happens. Right, right, but that's the uh, that's the lens, the eye, if you will, uh, to like look at all acquisitions is to be like, so, like, what is the acquirer going to do that this company couldn't do on their own? I guess right, there's a right. I, I guess there's a fourth one, the fire sale, right? The uh, the remedy acquisition, <laughs> which which you can do if if you can just be like, this is an undervalued asset, and so if I buy it, if 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 I'm the one who can for some reason be the highest bidder or the winning bidder with everyone else who's all the other like uh, opportunistic vultures that are coming in here, then I can make bank off of it, which yeah, that, totally that's the, cool. The private equity, equity angle. Right. All right. So, but a couple of questions here then. So one, I think I kind of come back to, it's interesting what they say. They say in here that thousand eyes will be part of Cisco's new networking services business unit. Cause so the first question I have was like, well, what is, doesn't app yep. D have some end user monitoring? <laughs> I think it does. Right. So, all right, as a, as a test for my co-host here, I'm going to read you the segments that 
Cisco reports earnings through. And I, when you uh, uh, get to the one that you think has app D, you, you tell me what it is. All right. So I'm going to throw out this geographic segments because it's not re- related. Oh, so service provider video. I don't think I don't think app D is there. Collaboration. I think we can say that's WebEx. Okay. Routers, switches. I, I, I think we know what those are. Wireless. Okay. Mm. The infamous other. The product. It's just called product. product? (laughs) That's it. There's a service group. I think that's probably professional services. There's security, which I think we can safely say, right? That's where Duo is. I mean, I think I'm going to go on a limb there. And then there's data center. So my question is, all right, so if if they're saying Thousand Eyes is with the network group, right? It's like, well, like, where's AppD? You know, that's my Um, question. As an outsider, as as professional uh, people that follow this industry, it is not clear to me. I don't think it's clear to you. Like, where is App D inside does of Cisco? It, hmm. Does it say the product or the product TK? It just says <laughs> <laughs> it just says product. I don't know. Which is I don't even know what it means. I, so, I, I, think, I think it's nine uh, billion in revenue now. I, so I think I think it's it is. I'm pretty sure it's in product. And what they mean okay. by product TK. is like is like software, like like a software product. <laughs> It's just a fantastic buy. name product. Yeah. <laughs> uh, leave it to the financial. Leave it to the CFOs. Like oh, I don't care man. what. Oh, oh, you think you're so special? I'll just put you in the product group. Done. You know what? So, we'll, we'll just the 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 CFO starts naming people after the cell they are in Excel. <laughs> okay, okay, seven G. That's you. So, that's seven G. <laughs> so anyway, where I was going with that is, I mean, it does potentially set up that you know Thousand Eyes is in a different group than AppD. Oh Which, no! Okay. You don't want. That. I mean, I don't. I don't know if it's. I don't know if that's 100 percent true. But I. I don't know if App D is part of Cisco's new networking services business unit. It doesn't seem like that would be the home of App D. So, so you get this. You know, you kind of get the situation of like, well, maybe that business unit is filling out a need, but then there's potential some internal conflict. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of this in general, when I see this acquisition, is a little bit of Datadog envy, right? Datadog is broken as of uh, this recording over $20 billion in market cap. So I think everyone's like, yeah, well, we bought AppD. We should be worth, you know, that should be like $20 billion business. So where, I don't know. I don't, and there's, there's like lots going on in there. Where's the Kubernetes? <laughs> Cisco has well, a Kubernetes. Where know, is it? Right. But they, uh, they, the data centers? No, the Cisco stuff, the cloud stuff they've already announced is over, right? At Cisco. They had that Wait, whole thing. And then, I thought they had yeah, like, like two it came Kubernetes. And went. They had the whole thing, and then they said they weren't doing it anymore. What, what's the plural of Kubernetes? <laughs> oh, Coops. That's a hard question. <laughs> Coops. That's what our that's what our friend Charles Lowell would always call it. I, I want to. How about, how about two Bernetes? <laughs> Three Bernetes, four Bernetes. <laughs> well, let's hey, let's. I think we should on this one. I think we should end where we started. Hey, congratulations to Thousand Eyes. That's the important thing. They made it. They made a lot of money for themselves and their investors, and I'm sure the product will find a nice home inside of Cisco. Who knows? Who knows what happens? But it'll be it'll go well. It'll go okay. I I, I want to dig into these data dog numbers. Four billion in market <laughs> cap. What what do they got here? What, twenty see, billion uh, in market cap. It's twenty billion. So let's wow. see. Let's see their 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 TTM. The, the what is that? Uh, twelve months from trailing twelve months is trailing twelve months. Yeah. The revenue is uh, what is this in? Doesn't really say here. Uh, four hundred and twenty-three million. No, that's crazy. Yep. Huh. <laughs> don't don't hate don't hate because because of the multiples so high. Is so. it the uh, my my old all numbers are in thousands? All right, all right. Wow. Why don't they have ads with us still? 
<laughs> I don't know. I think I think they've moved beyond us, unfortunately. Let's see. Okay. Okay. The, 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 the word got out on them. All right. The I know. I, after our ads, after our ads, they went on to make you know be 20, worth twenty billion dollars in, in market cap. Listen, so, listen. Think, I, okay. Never mind. Top line. Their opex three hundred thirty-four million. All right. I mean, we don't need that much of that. Right, just a very small <laughs> amount, just a drop in the bucket, right we, there. We can help them move that OPEX number. Uh huh. Uh huh. <laughs> On the other hand, it looks like they're they're trailing twelve months. Operating uh, income is negative uh, six million. So I don't know. Maybe that's they're they're trying to cut some expenses there. Wow. Well, the one thing I do know, look at the that. QBRs for anybody other than Datadog in the monitoring space uh-huh. have got to be some form of hell of just people continuously referencing Datadog. I don't. I mean, I can see it now. I don't understand. We have all the same functionality. Why? Why are we not selling more? What's going on? What's going on with the product? Why don't the message is great? Our product is great. Why is why are they worth twenty billion dollars and we're worth? Only a few hundred million. I mean, I could you could just see the seething executives uh, as Datadog continues to climb in the market. I have no doubt. So for all the people in your monitoring or observability, thank you, Kote, uh, QBRs, I feel for you. I've been there. I feel for you. I hope you're wow. doing better than I did. Oh, man. And look at this curve. I love this curve of their, uh, <laughs> their, uh, their operating income, or let's just call it profit, to be like normal people. Uh, this is back to my mean, median, average like uh, rant, but I won't start that again. Uh, but back in uh, let's see, d- in twenty seventeen, or or let's say December thirtieth, twenty seventeen, they uh, if I'm reading this right, they lost two million dollars, almost three million, two point nine. Let's call it three million. And then uh, twenty eighteen, they lost eleven million. So they're like, we got to ramp this shit up, right? So they're spending. They're they're uh, doing. My favorite, one of my favorite phrases, spending money to make money. Uh, and, and then 2019, boom, they lost $20 million. Looking good. And then I forget when they IPO'd, but this, this, uh, at the moment, they're just down six, six point seven million. So maybe they're, uh, turning it around. We'll see what happens. Although I guess like once the fourth quarter rolls around, we'll see what those expenses are like. But, huh, look at those numbers. That's exciting. once people start traveling again, all those airport ads will mm, fire up. That's yeah, when it'll uh, kick in. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if I search for Datadog and digital transformation, how many hits will come up? <laughs> <laughs> all of them. <laughs> wow. All right. Sorry. I'm just astounded. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put this on my uh, – I'm going to make a PDF and send an EPUB to my Kindle so I can look at this later. That. Mm. That'll be good. That's good stuff. I mean, they have to say, like I said, I mean, they've they've captured the the market at this point. At least the the investors' mindset in monitoring. They all believe it's. I mean, I guess that that maybe begs the question, though. It's just like, well, I mean, all these things like are are they overvalued, right? Or or is is this the future? I mean, that's that's always the question. Huh. Well, I mean, the the, huh. the key for them though is it's ARR. You know, their subscription based software, so <clears throat> it's not going to shrink overnight. And, you know, as long as they plow through the, the current economic headwinds or whatever, uh, they're going to be doing well. Um, and, you know, the reason Wall Street likes that kind of stuff is because they know that that sort of revenue is pretty durable. So Durable revenue. <sighs> this reminds me, before we go to the next topic, my daughter, when I, picked her, <laughs> when I picked her up from school today, I shit you not, she said, Daddy, are pirates real? <laughs> and, and, now, now did you say did you give her a yes no answer or did I, you get into a nuanced answer well i mean i mean 
everyone knows me. It was the second. <laughs> <laughs> now, 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 did you did you go for your your leftist bonafides and talk about corporate raiders, or did you stick to people oh, who rule the seats? <laughs> God, God damn it! An opportunity missed. <laughs> You got to make sure they understand the world they live in. Yeah, you got to get in there. No, the the answer that I gave was that, uh, you know, pirates, as you're probably thinking about them, no longer exist. You know, the, the oh, whole that's... like the whole like R and uh, things like that. But uh, there are still pirates, uh, just so, not like, so... you know, yeah. the way you're thinking. We, we we've had we've had dinner dinner side conversations about uh, pirates about how they uh, they split split all the revenue equally among all the shareholders on the ships huh. uh, how often they were financed by by people back uh, you know back in uh, wherever they came from so you had the combination of privateers and essentially VC yeah, backed yeah. pirates yeah we've had all those conversations yeah yeah the, the I I almost started talking I almost started like. Uh, Dad's planning? Is that what it would be? I almost started dad's playing privateer and I was just like, no, no. Let's just go back to my daughter saying that my belly is full of Doritos and punching me. That's, uh, <laughs> we, we can shift on from that. <laughs> but wait, isn't dad's planning just parenting? Isn't that the bad thing? Ooh. Isn't that like what you're supposed to be doing? Or is no, that, am that, I, am I out on this? It's, it's when your wife just kind of, Rolls her eyes at you as you're talking. <laughs> okay, that's true. Okay, yeah, I guess I do get a fair amount of that. So, I, all right, I, I think you have identified three areas of it, areas of a taxonomy here. One, parenting, right? You know, two, the this uh, this thing I've thrown in here, dad's planning. Three, dad logic, right? And I, uh, mm -hmm. you know, the the dad logic that I catch myself doing all the time it, with, with what with the homeschooling is that like, well, you know. For the amount of time that you have spent complaining about doing the work, if you oh, had just cool. done the work, you would be done. And yep, I, th yep. I think uh, sure. I think that's a particular type of um, logic. But yeah, privateers. I'll, maybe that's more of a, a first grader conversation mm -hmm. than uh, kindergarten. I'm not sure. Well, no. Listen, I have. A, I want to do a quick uh, a quick question for you. So, uh, when you're in a review. What what advice would you give someone like the following? So you're in like some annual review, whatever it is. Uh -huh. Inevitably, there's like there's going to be some chance, either in written form or verbally, where you say like, "Hey, hey, uh, hey, Cote, is there um, something that you think you can improve on next quarter, or next year? Like, do you have any any ideas? What professional advice would you give someone when they're facing this question? Oh, what to Today, answer? Oh, like boy. what is the what would you counsel someone to to how to answer that question? Oof. Well, let me give you the uh, uh, what did you call it, Matt Ray? Nuanced. I'll, I'll give you the brief nuance. <laughs> One, anytime you're in a corporate situation, the first consideration you have to do is like, am I having a real conversation with someone who's got my back? Right. Like and, you know, oh. I've had many bosses like that and like I'll have not at my current uh, job, which I find fantastic and enjoy greatly. But I've had many jobs. And, uh, often, you know, in, in some of the past jobs I've had, like my boss and I will talk about like, this job fucking sucks. You got any good offers? Right. Like, you know, you just like, <laughs> right. I'll, I'll, whatever. So like, let's put that off the table. Let's say that you don't know who you're talking to. Like, you know, you've got to put this into your work day or whatever. Right. Like, I, th I think the move that you want to make, here's the model to think about those kind of dilemmas is how do you turn, you have to identify a, a 
thing you have to do for growth and career development as something that is a deficiency that you're going to work on. Right. And so it's not so much that like your current state has flaws. It's that the aspirational state you want to be in requires this new thing to be done. So as, as an example of something I have deployed before, um, what you can say, and this is good for me because I I already do this. So that is the other good thing about any goal that you have set is it should be something that you already do very well, right? Like never, never, well, never establish a KPI or a goal that you don't already do very well. This is very bad, right? Don't do that. So what you want, like, so for example, one of the things that I sometimes talk about is that I am going to um, establish ongoing relationships and sort of like um, assistance with other people in the company, both laterally and um, what's the other one? Horizontal and vertically, right? Vertically. So basically, like, I'm going to get to know more people in the organization, uh, especially people um, above me, right? So I'm going to cultivate mentorships and executive things. And like, I'm going to talk with all of these other people to sort of like expand out, you know, um, my the sort of like touches or whatever that I do and and my interaction with other people. Right. And so this is for me, this is a good a good example, because I already do that. Right. Like I just talk with people a lot, which is delightful. Like I've gotten to know all these people who are nice that I catch up with all the time in all the directions. And then, two, it really like anyone who you're not already like, uh, you know, just friends with that you're talking about you can be uh, straight with, right? Like they're always like, for some reason, managers are always obsessed with career development, which I don't really get what the deal with that is. I guess people like that. Uh, but it's sort of like, they really like it when you're worried about developing your career and like you're sort right. of like actively working on it. Like they they just like get, the, they get into it. Um, and so like, if you can kind of like, get into that deal of like, oh, I'm looking to actively manage my career and like understand the company and expand into it, then I think that like fits really into a deficiency that you have, right? Like an an area of improvement Mm -hmm. or a a thing that you should be doing. It's something that can manage you towards, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I forget. All right, but I want to summarize. I think what you're saying, you're kind of walking around it. I think you're saying the, uh, it's the old, uh, if you have to, like in an interview, if you have to say a weakness, say a weakness, but disguise, but disguise as a strength, right? Of course. You know, like I'm yeah, yeah. the classic, you know, the, the cliche is I'm such a perfectionist, whatever, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so there's that one. So I, I think I would counsel someone to, especially if you're in, I'm just to say you're in a neutral management position. Like you, you don't dislike your manager, but you're not necessarily yeah, yeah. in the great position you describe for. So I think you have to pick your, your, uh, potential things you want to work on. You want to phrase them as, uh, if you will, opportunities to help the company grow that were aligned with things that you're probably already told that you have to do. And maybe just touch on a tad bit of some criticism you got earlier in the quarter. So you're not really giving up anything. You're just reiterating what you heard. So the reason I asked this is I saw this displayed today and I was in an annual uh, review. The annual review was for my third grade son. This is what happened. He was, uh, we were going through (laughs) on uh, on the Google Meet, you were going through, you know, his wrap up. He had a great year. You know, of course, it was all crazy with virtual Congratulations. school. So one of the things they got to him with, right, uh-huh. they said, my son, the teacher said, is there anything that you think you could improve upon next year? My son's response 
nope, can't think of anything. And I, when I heard this, I was almost out of my skull angry, right? I was like, are, I even said something like, I looked at him almost like, I was like, are you serious? Like, really? And uh, he was like, no, I can't really think of anything. And then I even got like a little hand top on my, because we were doing it virtually. So my, my wife sort of just like, like kind of like just tapped me on the knee, like, Hey, like this is third grade. Like what do you, what do you need to, and that's, so I kind of like rethought. And then I was like, Oh, okay. So anyway, I got to the end and, you know, I had a great year and he's, he's good. And, and I, so I thought about it more and I was like, I went to my wife and I was like, I think he may be destined to become an executive because this is, this may be the right answer is yeah. just, yeah. you show nothing. You, someone says to you, is there, do you, is there anything you could be better at? And you're like, Nope, can't think of anything. And I was like that. And I was like, he may have the natural tendency or it just may be like every elementary school kid where it's like forced with a bunch of people looking at him to think, uh, to think and reflect inside themselves. That could be a little bit intimidating. So I got that part of it too. But I thought to myself, like, no, maybe he, he's no, no, he's taught me. He's taught me how it's done. You, and he said it like said it in such a deadpan, like, like, why would you be asking me? Why would you consider, yeah, why would you be yeah. asking me <laughs> such a question that I, that I, do you expect to answer? So I thought that was something uh, I learned today from a third grader. That That is, uh, yeah, mastery. You know, it only it, it's only downhill from there, Brandon. Like we wow. uh, we just I think so. We just get ruined. That's what happens. Yeah, get a little <laughs> bit of self awareness. You get a little bit of uh, anxiety, and wow, just after that, I miss those days of you know <laughs> blissful unawareness. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, I think I think my uh, my as you say, walking around the 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 whatnot answer is that you know a couple episodes ago I had this rant about like you know, regional pay for things. And it's in, in that same like ballpark of just like, I don't know, do you want to pay me or not? Right? Like I'm doing a job here. What are we doing? Right? Like, <laughs> like you're going to keep me employed. You're going to give me a raise or not. Like, you, I, like, I don't want to like solve your fucking riddles to like keep working right. here. Just like, let's work. And, uh, let's work. Nah. Well, I think you're right. And I think this, I mean, and I think the annual review side of it should just be, this is like, Hey, if you decided that I'm, I'm married, some type of promotion and increase great please tell me about it i'm happy to hear about it that's fantastic have you decided it's time for me to be leaving and you know you want me to leave pretty soon okay also i'm kind of disappointed to hear that but let me know let's work it out or right. hey i've decided you've just doing a good job what you're doing and there's really the fact that we passed 365 days nothing has changed you will continue to do the same job and make the same money and it's like that, oh that great that i'll like you know what i'm gonna approach. do i'm gonna get back to work <laughs> and that's uh no but that, that's all it should be that should be it yeah. right? that that, that, work day, they should approach. just have one like, screen. That one screen. That's it. That's yeah. all I want. So that's that's what so I, I would like the annual reviews to be. It's like all this writing. There's so much writing that never gets read. You're like, yeah, oh my gosh, yeah. I, th- I think I mean y'all y'all have both painful. seen that. Y'all have both seen the uh, the Chernobyl miniseries, right? Not oh, yet, not yet. Of course. Well, well, okay. Oh, this this is fantastic. no no spoiler, but I I think the perfect managerial <laughs> worker relationship is when that the head like minor walks up and they just have conversations. You're like done. That is exactly how like managerial worker relationship should be. Totally it's just like especially especially when that guy walks up buck naked and he's just like I'm doing my fucking job. What do you want? And it just 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 <laughs> solved. Now, on the other hand, they probably all died of terrible radioactive poisoning. So maybe we could remove that part from it. But other sure, than Noble, that. as a metaphor for corporate life. Gotcha. <laughs> OK. Uh, well, I think I think, uh, you know, we we have prepared people. I mean, this is the sixth month in the year, more or less. Right. So there are if you have yeah. biannual reviews so it might be coming up. Uh-huh. Dep- I mean, that is if you follow the CY, not the FY. 
for for when yep. things are scheduled. I you know I don't I don't know what to tell you, but like you know just uh, be prepared for some answers that talk about you know your deficiencies are are uh, things that you would like to work on. That's that's always a popular question. Uh, but I you know there's a couple of other things we could have gone over. One. I think it'll be fun to watch over uh, the next couple of five years, the next couple of years, uh, how Kubernetes is going to run the stealth bombers. That's enjoyable. That's good stuff. It, <laughs> yeah. Yep. It looks like it was going to ship. Uh, what is this? Is 2000. It was going to ship in 2025. And over in the Software Defined Talk Slack channel, which you should join because there's always good conversation. I was about to make a joke about like, I don't know, it's going to GA in 2025. But then I realized like, Working back from military schedules, they're actually probably code complete right now. And so like, you know, they're going to go through, I mean, I mean, that's, that's an exaggeration, right? But like, it does take a long time to actually ship something in a, um, I don't know, is the, I guess it's a bomber. It's right there in the name. It's not a jet, it's a fighter jet. (laughs) So it's uh, a... I feel like there's some sort of metaphor here, though. <laughs> like, like, if you read it, the article, they did mention that maybe, maybe this is all just misdirection, right? That they're just putting this out ooh. there because you don't, you don't generally want to release or tell people what software you're running in your in your. Are, are you are you suggesting, so. Brandon, that they're running the data center of the future? I don't know. <laughs> I don't even know. I was I read the whole thing. I was just like, I don't even know. What I guess I guess there is a lot of computational stuff going on in Stealth Bomber, but I was like, I, I would not have started with Kubernetes. But yeah, what do I know? That, that's funny. You know? That was yeah. that was my first thought of like, oh, I bet there's a ton of computers on there, like all networked together, yeah. doing all sorts of crazy shit. But yeah, well, and huh. and and just the the massive cost for each one of these planes, and then the 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 fact of the matter is like. The thing that's going to take it out is a ton of tiny IoT devices. Mm, (laughs) Yeah, there's this long tail of, of, you know, not smart devices that are probably going to be used to shoot these things down. Um, I mean, sorry, I grew up in an Air Force family, so you know, the bigger the the bigger the uh, the the expense, the more likely it's just a big target. Um, And so, like, you know, my dad was always like, you know, what we call an aircraft carrier? Target. You know, it's just like. <laughs> you know, it does. So I would love to know. I would love to see someone give a talk about this about what they're doing because it does seem like of all the places, like embedded systems, where you wouldn't need all the flexibility. Like you would know, like you would know what's going to be running, and that you wouldn't necessarily want like tons of microservices and different teams writing uh, different functionality and then deploying Isto and Istio and getting the networking running. Like you would think, like in this kind of situation, you would have a very controlled environment, and you mm. wouldn't need all of that that uh management flexibility but but clearly i probably do not understand how uh or not well not clearly i i definitely do not know what's going on inside the software of a a bomber but it doesn't seem like the best fit on the face of it it's not in the show notes but i i read an article about uh like a blog post from a spacex uh, software dev the other day and about all the redundant systems they have and how you know every uh, they have like three coprocessors where they kind of have a minority report of like what gets processed and and that sort of stuff and uh, how their software stack has moved from. Um, they didn't say Kubernetes, <laughs> mm-hmm. but but you know if you've seen the screenshots from like the the Dragon count uh, capsules that you know were were the the ones that were launched last week, you know it's all touchscreen based and you know they they went into some of the software they're using and it's. It's the same sort of stuff that people are using to develop, you know, web products today. And um, 
so yeah, I mean, Kubernetes doesn't sound that out of place when you start thinking about it, but hopefully, hopefully they're running maybe the K3S, they're running the smaller stripped down stuff, fewer, fewer services running the more essential stuff. Right. That's, that's what I worry about. It's just, it's like, yeah, you better really harden the heck out of that. Cause you know, there's a lot of stuff running there. The fewer moving pieces, the better in mm. theory. All right. Well, I look forward to the case study. I want someone to like break it out, show it, like show exactly what what's going on inside there. Because maybe you're right. I mean, that makes sense. But just, there's a lot going on. I mean, it'll be interesting to know more. I'm sure it's fantastic. That's my conclusion. <laughs> it's all fantastic. It's going to be great. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, you know, there are, despite the fact that, you know, I was thinking earlier today. Well, I had this thought last week. I was like, you know, here I am. Uh, I got five kids to feed and a dog in this uh, little Amsterdam house. It'd be nice to just like go somewhere for a couple of hours and do some work. And then I realized I can't go. There's nowhere I can go. Like I'm trapped here. So it's, it's, You're it's not trapped. Well, I mean, I mean, I can get outside, but there's nowhere I can go like sit down and like do some work except like in a park. I don't know. And, and I, I have actually tried to like sit outside during the day when it's not raining. There's, there, there's two weathers you get in Amsterdam. There's piss raining and really bright. And so like you can't sit outside when it's raining with the laptop because it'll blow up. And then when it's really bright, you can't see the screen. So like you can't just like go to a park anyways. And the, and the coffee shops are full of marijuana, right? Well, you can't even. Go, this is my point <laughs> is you can't go to a coffee shop or a coffee place. Right. Actually, they did open it up this past weekend so people can go there if they stay apart, which is very bizarre uh, seeing it. My whole point in this uh, this little tirade was that there are still conferences going on. Uh, I think I think you participated in one recently, Matt Ray. How was yeah, it? Yeah. How was the experience? Good. I know uh, it, was- it, it was it was good. I mean, you know, you did the we did the best we could. Um, you know, they tried to change up uh, instead of just having like you know twenty four hours of ChefConf. Um, you know, they broke up the content. They pre recorded the thirty or so you know sessions the month before so they had them as like meetups and webinars and uh where they'd have like a live audience who was there to hear that one thing and then those all got recorded and put into you know the uh the conference software which was a little weird um Mm. and then um you know so for for chefconf itself they had uh you know they live streamed the keynotes and a couple panel discussions but the rest of the content had already been recorded. Yeah. And then, um, which was uh, a little odd because, you know, because it was a lot of it was pre recorded, you know, some things in the world had changed. And so, like, you know, there's a lot of stuff kind of going on in the US right now that, uh, <laughs> you know, we talked about the COVID 19 stuff, but like not about the, the, you know, police riots and stuff like that. So, yeah. Um, missed some of that uh you know instead of having an after party uh we we had all the bands that um were supposed to perform we we got them to you know pre-record sessions and um and then come in and and like chat during the live streams of their pre-recorded sessions so they had like uh, uh reggie watts and a band called deep sea diver and uh uh like a you know a blues guy down from uh new orleans and it, it it was it was pretty good but also kind of weird you know the musicians like playing from their kitchens and stuff um it was you know and and we're leveraging a lot more like twitch and live streaming stuff so um it was good 
uh, you know, uh, honestly, probably better than a lot of other like webinar kind of conferency things that mm. I've seen. Um, just because we tried to change up a lot of the styles, maybe <laughs> maybe there's a reason they haven't been changed. I don't know, but uh, uh, it 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 went off you know as well as can be expected. Um, and then of course the the number of people who signed up for it is was more than like previous years. Um, maybe because it was free, uh, but like even the, the live stream numbers were up. So um, hopefully that's good. Um, you had Reggie Watts. <laughs> Sounds like it was a great yes. conference. That's, it was. That's all I, I, I enjoyed about. Reggie Watts a lot. Yeah. Huh. Uh, the the music was 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 really good. Um, yeah. Well, well, there yeah, are definitely. other there are other conferences you could a- attend. There's the uh, MongoDB conference. That's June 9th and 10th of this year. And then there's also uh, you know. I, I was looking through some submissions for a Spring One tour and a Spring One um, platform, our conference, and I saw that someone had submitted a talk that they had already presented at that conference, uh, which is also occurring August third to six, and uh, then also where I was going to be both here and, and uh, I don't think maybe in the states, but definitely here. There's a uh, KubeCon and Cloud Native Con and all those sorts of things, uh, August seventeenth and twentieth going on. So those are conferences you can go check out online. I don't know if they're going to have Reggie Watts, but, you know, we'll see. It was good. Yeah. 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 That would be nice. Now, Brandon, do we have any uh, any administrative feedback or anything to go over? A couple of quick things. One, I uh, want to let, you know, I sent some stickers to Daniel. Uh, he's in Paris and he, uh, when it was possible, he really enjoyed going to the cafes on Fridays and uh, listening to our shows. So I think that's fantastic. And he tells me he's going to... Uh, use the sticker to put it on his bike helmet, which again, another fantastic idea. I think uh, software defined talk stickers are excellent bike helmet stickers. So it feels very European in general. And I think I should, I should note for, for Daniel that in his spirit uh, in France, uh, Cote has been drinking wine during the podcast. So (laughs) so we were, it was like we were in Paris, but, but not really actually French wine. If Daniel's interesting, interested, I can look up where it's from, but it's uh, French wine. We've channeled some of that. And also, I sent some stickers for uh, to Andrew. Uh, he's from Long Beach, and he says he loves the show. So mm. he got some stickers. And I did want to highlight um, some fun stuff in the, the Slack this week. The Slack channel has been great, like cool videos. There was this uh, Sudoku video last week, which was incredibly captivating, which I know you're like, that doesn't make any sense, but it was. So you should go find that one. We mentioned last week's show. But this week, I think Rookie, uh, as he's known, posted uh, where Grep came from. Again, surprisingly compelling, interesting story about where Grep came from, who wrote it. Uh, I won't ruin it. It's a good uh, uh, interview. So uh, if you're looking for just something fun to watch, uh, I don't know, join the Software Defined Slack, watch some of these videos. And of course, if you want a sticker, if you just send me uh, your postal address to stickers at softwaredefinedtalk.com, I'll be happy to uh, mail you stickers pretty much anywhere in the world. This week, Brandon, what do you have to recommend? (laughs) Well, a lot of news this week, lots of stuff going on. So I just I uh, find it helpful to listen to two podcasts that I like, Pod Save America and Pod Save the People. So if you're interested in American politics and some activism and, and I don't know, maybe some advice on things you can do, I think those two uh, groups of people, they, they have thought a lot about it and they, they've done some uh, have a lot of good ideas. So if that's your thing, you want to listen to some of that, check out those podcasts. That's a good idea. I, I've been, uh, you know, I'm sure 
anyone who listens to a podcast knows this, but uh, there's not that many podcasts that come out early in the week. They mostly come out in the second half of the week. So I've been awaiting my usual things to, uh, I don't know, see what see what people I trust think and uh, have commentary on. So that's good. So ha- how about yourself, Matt Ray? What do you have to recommend this week? Uh, so um, first off, I've been watching a, a, a new show that came out, I guess, maybe two or three weeks ago. Uh, I'm finally watching something new. Uh, Upload on uh, on the Amazon Prime. Uh, from uh, Greg Daniels, who made you know Office and King of the Hill, um, I, it's pretty good. Uh, it's you know it, it started a little slow for me, and uh, at first I thought it was super formulaic, but then it got kind of twisted, uh, a little twisty, uh, and it's kind of a it's kind of a sitcom. I mean, not a sitcom, but uh, a comedy. But it's got some dramatic elements. Uh, it's it's uh, a guy has died in I guess the year twenty. 33 or something like that and have been uploaded into uh uh an afterlife service and it's <laughs> it feels a little too real sometimes how likely they are to uh you know charge you uh in afterlife upgrades and that sort of stuff um but uh yeah it's enjoyable i find myself you know laughing out loud at least once an episode so that's pretty good and then uh uh the new run the jewels four uh was released yesterday um they it was scheduled for September and they're just like, it's out, it's free, go. And so I downloaded that. I've given it a listen. It's uh it's quite good. Uh hopefully uh uh if you've seen the uh um you know their videos and stuff, those those are uh the Ulala videos actually really good too. So uh check that out. Go grab that. Now Matt now Matt Ray, how how do you how do you uh manage your music radars? Like you're always like uh, you always got some music stuff that that like is uh, new and interesting. How do you like like you got an RSS feed for that or something? Like how are you? <laughs> how's this coming in? Uh, yes and no. I mean, I, honestly, like I I used to be um, omnivorous when it came to music. I used to like just devour a ton. And and like when I was in college, I worked at the radio station. Um, you know, interviewing, you know, interviewing bands and, and, you know, reviewing new stuff all the time. That's obviously died down right now. I'm mm. old and, and, and <laughs> have, have, you know, five mouths to feed and all that stuff. But, uh, I don't really, I, I'm still following a lot of the bands I liked before. And, you know, that kind of has a halo effect in the stuff that goes into, you know, <sighs> other things, but, uh, you know, I, I, and, and I subscribe to the return of the jewels, uh, uh, run the jewels newsletter so you know they always keep me on top of things i i like the idea that like return the jewels is the uh that's sort of like the the, the bleeped <laughs> out version ego. yeah that's <laughs> that's the kid-friendly one well uh-huh. they, they got the, the the meow of the jewels where they replaced everything with cat sounds so that yeah. was that was quite good yeah kickstarter done well i've ne- i've never listened to that that that's that, <laughs> it's pretty good <laughs> i don't know maybe i should check that it's out. actually surprisingly good mm, well fair enough well, I I have two recommendations. Hey, Cote, yes, just, yes. just before you go, I want to uh, I want to commandeer it one more time. I want to say because you you uh, made me remember something. Hey, if you're looking for a podcast early in the week, you know you can go listen to the interview that I did with uh, Margaret Staples from Twilio. So that that came out earlier this week. So scroll back. That was a good one. Uh, thanks to uh, No SSH JJ for connecting us. I I feel like I now know what Twilio does. And if you want to know and want to hear about Margaret's story, check that out. And I'll just say preview for next week. We'll just tease it a little bit. Is uh, Matt mentioned it earlier today? 
we could have someone on next week that can help us understand uh, the lightweight Kubernetes K3S. So, you know, so so maybe that'll come out Tuesday. If you're looking for something early in the week, listen to that. So go ahead, Kote. Sorry to interrupt you. No, that sounds that sounds fine. You know, and also to do more, as they say, log rolling. Like, uh, you know, I haven't been on it very much, but we did. I did start me and a bunch of other people. We restarted the Drunken Retired podcast. So if you go to drunkenretired.com, you can learn all about how to manage your dot files and other exciting uh, nerdy stuff like that. It's it's a it's it's a fun group of people there. A couple of the listeners that we have here and other things like that. But it's uh, I don't know. I got to figure out actually being uh, on a, that podcast more. But I've I've been um, using excuses. But I'll get around to it. But y- y'all should check it out. Anyway, so uh, I have two recommendations as I was saying. One that I think I've mentioned before, but and that one is uh, the uh, Magma Notebooks. M A G. MA. They're just like, uh, I found these in the Rijksmuseum a while ago in the gift shop, but they're very nice, nicely put together notebooks in, uh, I think what they call diary and notebook size. So small and large, and they have nice paper in them. They're very thick. And each one has a theme. Like they have one for, um, for idea generation, or I have one right here that is for, uh, uh like animation and film. And then they have one for fashion people and architecture and all that means is that there's basically maybe 10 pages at the back that goes over some basics of things like that. Like this one on film and animation has like how to uh, use a lavalier microphone and three-point lighting and stuff like that. And then I think there's some storyboarding pages in there. But they're very well made. They're nice notebooks. And then also, also in the music area, I think it was, uh, maybe it was from like uh, the Warren Ellis newsletter which i only know about once again because of matt ray but i think he recommended like the zero music hour spelled x-e-r-o which is in spotify and it's just like you know i don't know uh spacey ambient noise Mm -hmm. which is kind of uh soothing to listen to it's not quite like cthulhu ambient but it's um it's kind of nice that's it that's a Charlie Strauss newsletter. Uh, oh, is that another one? Yeah, I don't know. I don't even know who that is. But anyhow, uh, yeah, it's it's a nice thing to have like in your Spotify and you can just go through and listen to it and uh, over and over again. It's okay. And there's a nice little like, I don't know, almost like 60s, 50s style intro music to it at the beginning, a little jingle. So uh, lots of stuff to listen to this week, uh, basically. And you can get a notebook and write down your thoughts on it. And then uh, if you're if you're like what uh, Matt Ray told me, like Bruce Sterling is like, you can just burn it a couple months afterwards because your notebook oh. should not exist. Uh, as always, don't burn this. I mean, how could you? It's digital. Uh, but this has been Software Defined Talk. If you want to get the show notes for this episode, you can go to softwaredefinedtalk.com slash 237. And with that, we'll see everyone next time. Bye-bye. Bye.